Hello everyone and welcome back to the Start Life version 2.0 with Fuel Talk. I am super, super stoked to launch our new and improved podcast now in the Fuel Talk family. For those of you unfamiliar with Fuel Talk, Fuel Talk is a collective of athletes, coaches and creatives who present a unique approach designed ultimately to enhance the human performance and experience. Um, so go on and check out Fuel Talk, that's F-U-E-L-T-A-L-K dot C-O to find out other podcasts uh, and meet the Fuel Talk coaches and check out our rad events as well. Now, first podcast of the year I am way stoked about. I was fortunate enough to chat with decorated athlete and ambassador for women's cycling sports, Jill Kintner. Jill is arguably the most decorated female athlete with multiple world champion and national champion titles across many disciplines. She competes in enduro, uh, BMX, forecross, downhill biking, slalom, pump track, you name it, she's done it. If it's on two wheels, she's done it. and she's just so stoked on bikes, like just talking to her on the phone. I just wanted to hang up and go and ride my bike, which is exactly what you want this podcast to inspire you to do. So um, Jill also uh, is an artist and designs her own kit. Um, but you can also find her artwork on the Tasco mountain bike products. So uh, for that, check out Tasco, T-A-S-C-O dash M-T-B dot com. That's a little side note there. (laughs) If you want someone to inspire you and kick off your 2018 to a great start, this is definitely an interview for you. So without further ado, please welcome Jill Kintner. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, So Jill Kintner, you're a multiple national champion. You have several world titles to your name and you're an Olympian. That's quite a resume. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I switched bikes quite a few times, so it's, I guess it's easier to collect titles when you have this many years in the game on, I don't know, what, five disciplines or something. So. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. So your initial start was in BMX. That's where, that's like your bread and butter, right? Yeah, I mean, I was a kid who grew up in just normal suburbia, and like there was a BMX track down the street, so I mean... I had an older brother and just all boys in my neighborhood and we just right. you know bikes were your your freedom when you're a kid so we just were on bikes all the time yeah my dad took over the local track and then you know we started going to nationals and then it became my profession I suppose nice that's awesome and so it was really just like it wasn't like kind of freestyle BMX at that time it was, it was just like the pump track or like um, more racing yeah. It was just BMX race for me. My mm-hmm. brother had all the freestyle skills. Like, I wish I would have, like, had a few more. Like, when you're young, you want to, like, learn all these tricks and skills because you're fearless. But yeah, <laughs> I was so focused on racing. And, like, I played a lot of soccer. I was, like, in a lot of different sports. So I played, like, crazy amount of soccer, like, for four teams at one point. Oh, wow. Olympic development. And then high school. And, my, like, I was on a club team. And then I was on an indoor team. So, I just raced kind of on the on the weekends and then yeah when I was 14 I turned pro so that's <laughs> a lot awesome. of time management yeah that's so awesome I think that's honestly though it's a good way to go like they they talk about um you know burnout in youth sports where kids are 
are just like you know kids are focusing on one sport from quite an early age and then they're getting to their early teens and they're burnt out because they've only done one thing so I think it's good that you had that that base of of like a variety of things like not just the soccer but like you had the bikes as well and I think that has something to be said for like longevity in sports is having that variety at an early age and not not specializing too early probably yeah you you totally have it like I saw that with a lot of kids that had success early. Yeah. It's the ones that like, like me, I wasn't like super successful right away. Like I had to kind of earn it really hard. And like, yeah. you know, everyone was from California where it's sunny or right. <laughs> I was from Washington and had to grow up riding in horse barns and like, it just rained yeah. all the time. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you appreciate like having variety because it's just the weather or like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's Red Bull kids now that are like 13 that are just like the best in the world. And you're like, wow. I mean, right. They've already got to the top, so what are they going to do now? It's like, you know, yeah, you're right. Variety is definitely good for the soul, especially to be exposed yeah. to that when you're young, just to like figure it out. Yeah, and like not get, not like as you say, like for the soul as well, like keeping it, so you're not getting burnt out on the sport yourself, like mentally, like you're not just like over it by the time you're 16 and you never <laughs> want to touch a bike again. You know, you want to be able to, it wants, you want like your athleticism to be a lifelong um, pursuit, I guess. travel around you go international and it's cool like the travel but it's still very much the same thing in like I don't know you're in a like very controlled track environment but right like I just long for being outside in the woods you know yeah there were a few girls before me like Cariana and Lee Donovan and Mm -hmm. like Sherry Sherry Elliott and they set they kind of set it up for the next generation that they came from BMX and had great success and were Mm-hmm. top of the sport and pros and I was like well I mean it's not gonna be yeah yeah <laughs> it's not gonna be easy right away but I think yeah. you have to do it just because they paved the way you know so. yeah and that's I think that's that's a lot like having having female people to to like aspire to as well like obviously it's like I think I think it's safe to say that cycling in general is still a fairly heavily male-dominated sport mm-hmm. and and then finding those like those idols the ones that are gonna like encourage you to jump over to that other other discipline is is really invaluable and as you said like having having them to to model off of it's got to be encouraging as well it shows you that it's like it's possible it can be done yeah and I think it's just like maybe I don't know where I live it seems almost equal amount of females and people they don't have to race to enjoy mountain biking you know Mm -hmm. it's like once you get a bike and put some time in and learn the fundamentals it's like it's kind of one of the only sports that's kind of free after that like you don't need a lift ticket or a license to go you know be healthy and enjoy some exercise with your chatting with your friends while you climb up the mountain right so it's kind of a great sport as just you know everyone has their own reasons and I'm just highly competitive and I love the race side but like I also enjoy the down days where you're just climbing with your friends and yeah messing around in the woods you know so yeah absolutely and I mean, coming from the the BMX background as well, like that had to help your skill level coming in. I mean, most of the the top um, like downhill riders come from a BMX background. So did you did you find at least that was a good transition? Like you had a base amount of skills like coming into mountain biking. 
it's kind of weird. Like there are quite a few of us that came from BMX, but there's also a lot of guys that came from motocross. And then there's also yeah. a lot of guys that came from cross country. So like huh. having the diversity of uh, multi-sports when you're young, it's like it feeds into your future endeavors, you know, yeah. and expose yourself to a lot of skills and then you can pull from that. Yeah. Like memory and your muscles, you know, and like, I don't know. It does help fundamentally. Like I had timing, I had skills. I wasn't scared to jump stuff, you know, and with like all these little skills parks and pump tracks coming up, it's so valuable for people of all ages to just kind of like get back to fundamentals, you know, not just yeah go past those. <laughs> yeah. That's what I found. I mean, in my, I, I can, I started mountain biking only a couple of years ago and at the time, like I had, I had a huge amount of fitness, but like zero skill. <laughs> so like I could like climb faster than anyone up, up like a lot of the, the hills, but like coming downhill, I'd be like so slow coming behind everyone. And, and it was, it was good to get out and, you know, put myself out there, but then going back to the fundamentals of, okay, cornering, bike position, all this kind of stuff. Like, um, I had n no experience in that. So, um, so I think no matter what level you're at, just taking time to work in the fundamentals at times is, is super important. Like, is that something you still work on as well? Like, do you have <laughs> days where you're just like practicing basic skills or? Uh, yeah, 100% yeah. <laughs> of the time. Like I always yeah. have a purpose or like a challenge in front of me. Like that's yeah. just how I've lived my every single day. I have like, my goal has been to try one thing new that I haven't done, you know? Yeah. So, and you know, a lot of times I slow myself down to go faster too. Like people try and just right. like, Oh, I want to show you how fast I am or whatever. And it's yeah. like you, you make tons of mistakes that speed just mm -hmm. like takes, I don't know. Like, yeah, I recommend people like, even I like did a, you know, like I upped my coaching certification because I find like the very basic skills, like improve my personal writing, even though I've done it my whole life, like mm -hmm. these basic, basic skills drills, like improve your writing by so much. And then you know, there's classes all over the place for like women specific or guys specific or gravity or yeah. whatever. And it's always about form and balance, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Do you have, once, what's the skill you're working on just now? Do you have anything in particular you're, you're trying to master? <laughs> yeah. Like manuals and wheelies, like yeah. for driving good speed, you know, like between two rollers, which are just mounds of dirt. Like wow. you want to put your back wheel between it and still like power yourself forward so it's like right. there's a lot of technique and it's subtle but <laughs> yeah and so uh, you're up in Bellingham is that right you're yeah up? and so um like I'm based down here in in Las Vegas so we have a lot of um, oh we just have bootleg <laughs> yeah we have bootleg <laughs> so we have like a lot of uh dry dirt and rocks um yeah. and sharp rocks sharp rocks indeed <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's the the bad thing about bootleg is if you fall you are you're definitely getting hurt and it's 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 not going to be pretty <laughs> um, but like dog's teeth those rocks yeah. I'm like fully padded up yep. whenever I go down there I'm like yeah. scared <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty intense like the that sharp lava rock they have out there but yeah and it'll eat up tires as well so you gotta be you gotta be careful with that yeah. but um but do you think do you feel that um practicing a lot of those skills like in you know up in the pacific northwest you've like you have like wet dirt and and different terrain like how do you um do you feel like that's a benefit or do you think there's much of a difference yeah i mean i have like days where it's like like i have a goal sheet every year like it sounds ridiculous but like the only thing that really motivates me is like improving my skills and being better all mm -hmm. around yeah and so like mud riding is still something like 
you know, you get timid or scared or like it really exposes your, your fundamental skills and there's roots and it's slippery and you can't see. So, I mean, I, I feel like it's an advantage for like everything else is easy after that. Right. Yeah. Yep. I went up to, um, Victoria, Canada, and was yeah. riding up there, and it, like that was my first experience in riding in like, <laughs> mud and tree roots. Oh my gosh, it was how, such how a mess. Do? <laughs> I mean, I like got through it, but it was just a case of like you did very quickly realize that you know don't try and control where the front wheel goes. You just have to kind of <laughs> let it go where it was going to go and just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. So I would like to develop that skill for sure. Like get out and do some some wet mud riding and the rooty stuff so it must be quite easy when you come or it's just different like when you come to southern california or places like that where where you don't have that element do you feel like oh this is like a walk in the park (laughs) a little a little bit (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of if i'm honest like the things that still get me are wet roots and steep like steep sections and Mm -hmm. like wet roots like Mm -hmm. when rocks are dry it's like yeah no problem but oh yeah I'm wet I'm just like scared or like yeah nervous but yeah. like good fundamentals get you out of a lot of that but there's definitely yeah. techniques with like how you break or where you break or like right. what you do that right. matter <laughs> and it, it makes a huge difference as well like when you're riding like out of skill versus riding out of fear like if you, <laughs> so if, you if you know like how to like negotiate it then you can kind of like put that into play whereas like if you're just like well, let's keep my brakes open and hope for the best. <laughs> like, that's, there's definitely a big difference. Like, you might make it through, like, 50% of the time, but I think the chances are increased when you when you bring those fundamentals and you actually have some skill to go with it, for sure. <laughs> Man, some days I don't feel like doing it and I'll walk down stuff and then come back to it. I mean, I'm, yeah, like, I'm not... Like, sometimes the risks, like, the good thing about mountain biking is you can stop and you can get mm-hmm. off and you can look at sections before you do them. Like, you don't yeah. have to just prove how tough you are by, like, doing it first try right. every time. Like, yeah. I feel like once you know where you want to be or, like, line it up or how yeah. you're going to approach it, it's like, makes it a lot less about fear and more about, yeah. like, okay, I do this to get there, you know? Yeah. Do you feel I mean, like that, you know, like, that's, um, do you feel you've always felt that way or, um, like being like a female mountain bike and like downhill rider and things have you was there ever like time where you felt like you had to do it to just kind of prove yourself to like maybe the guys you're riding with or other people you're riding with do you ever feel like you had to prove yourself more than anyone else or yeah I mean I race that's like racing is the best thing to get you over like a fear or a thing because there's for me there's like I'll do pretty much whatever I have to do to be able to win like it like defeats me so much morally if I'm at an event and like say some other one of my competitors can do something and I can't there's like zero reason why they can do it and I can't except for being a a big wuss yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah like and now the level's so high for females that it's like you know I had to do like a 60 foot blind double once and like oh my gosh yeah, there's things that you don't want to do and you sit there and you take deep breath. But the good thing about racing is that there's, it's, I don't know, it like pushes you into, out of your comfort zone a little bit. And then you like make these big gains, you know? So like, right. like say there's a section on your home trails and you always walk it. It's like, yeah. what would get you to do it? It's like, say there was a competition there and it's like, you're going to mm-hmm. lose if you don't do it. Like I was, yeah. <laughs> I play games like that where like, oh, like, Rachel just did it perfect, and, like, she would have done it, or, like, I just, 
have yeah. them in the back of my mind knowing that I can do it and yeah. I need to get over it somehow and like figure out that approach to get over it you know because fear is not real it's just like in your mind you know <laughs> right and I guess it comes back to you so um, like thinking about like mental game are there do you have like tricks or I mean you kind of just alluded to one there as well just like making a game out of it like a, a, a competition kind of um like strategy but do you have like any other like do you meditate do you um do you do anything like that to help like kind of like hone in on your your like mindfulness of it or your um your mental uh acuity I guess yeah, I mean, I play pressure games all the well all the time because mm-hmm. my goal is to be able to do it when it counts, you know, like to be able to perform when it matters. And mm-hmm. I'll put these limits on myself. I'll come up with something really difficult. And if I can't do it when I say I can do it, I lose. And then I give myself that feeling of like nervous or like, mm-hmm. and I can usually do it. Like I've just practiced this game so many times where maybe I don't get it and then I'm like I have an exhibition round but I certainly don't give up until yeah until I get it and some days I can't get it and I like go home and I'm upset and I come back the next day and I can figure it out somehow like yeah I don't know how many times like I know um like my coach is a rule like three times and you're out so like you know yeah. if you try something instead of then because effectively like every time you try it you're you're practicing right so if you if you practice yourself failing at this certain thing over and over, then is that the is that the um, what you then get in your mind? Um, so do you have like a similar rule, or do you just kind of like keep going until you've got it? Well, I have like little things that like tools that help me. So like I'll have someone video it in slow mo and okay. I'll, like watch it or break it down or be like I have to move my shoulders back more or I didn't realize I was doing that or yeah like I'll just break it down so far so that I like know what to do. Right. There's <laughs> like, like and nothing left a chance. Yeah, and I'll try and visualize how that'll feel and then I'll you know, like I'm always like, Oh, it'll feel good after the first time. Like the first time's always the scariest and then after that it's totally fine. So I like mm-hmm sometimes pretend I've already done it like I play games yeah. all the time like I've already done it no big deal and I don't I don't think too much you know like I yeah. think about what I can do yeah rather yeah. than what what's left open to chance you know like you just and if you crash like I'm always like I always get to a point where I'm like so frustrated I'm just like who cares if I crash like I just don't care anymore I'm just like <laughs> yeah it's worth it like and it's stupid yeah. but like I've been able to successfully like you know, get through my fears and I don't know, some things are scary, but some things like are totally doable. And if you can do it, you should do it. You know, yeah. So yeah. if it's within your skill ability, totally whatever, then do it. You know, yeah. and I don't give up very easily. I'm really stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, that's definitely a quality that the many like high, high level athletes have. Like, you know, you never like found like a high level athlete that was like, well, you know, if I don't get it, then I just kind of like leave it and move on. It's like, no, that's, that's not really a common trait that you find. <laughs> yeah. You got to come back. You can't yeah. let stuff like that beat you. Yes. Yep. There's way worse things out there. That For sure. Yeah. So like, um, going back to, I guess, like to your transition to, to mountain biking, um, how did you cope with like the, the increase in like, you know, the height of jumps and the height that, you know, like the scale of everything. Cause obviously like, moving from like a track to, I said like the forest or like downhill courses, like that's, that's gotta be like such a big, 
a big change. I don't know. I guess when I was a kid, it was like tracks, BMX tracks were so mellow and easy that like I used to take the, when I was like 14, 15, I used to go for all the pro jumps. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it's just like BMX is just kind of like predictable and easy. And then they started adding like downhill. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the same thing. You're just going faster. So it's like really not that big a deal. You're just going faster. It's the ones where they're like, you can't see the landings. Those ones sometimes get me because you're like yeah. blindly. But I don't know. I think I was just learned early and I wasn't really scared of those kinds of things. I don't know. It's hard to say. Really. Is there anything that does scare you? Yeah, steep stuff kind of scares me when it's really yeah. rooty or like. Yeah. I don't know. I get scared at events sometimes. There's always like one thing on a downhill course that'll kind of trip me up or like. Yeah the changing of it like because I came from BMX it was so predictable and the same every time and mountain biking like mm-hmm. one line will be like completely gone or blown out mm-hmm. and I don't know there's better options out there but you have to be like adapt and be on the fly and sometimes I just get stuck in my like trying to perfect everything <laughs> right 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 so what when you... things like rain in the middle like you practice in the dry and then it rains I'm like ah, yeah like I yeah. wish it did like that's on my list <laughs> yeah but <laughs> my list of goals but it still trips trips you up a little bit oh for sure especially like I mean I know um I know in downhill like racing that's one of the huge parts is you know walking the course like getting everything dialed in and then oh, yeah and then right before if like the whole thing changes like that's got to I mean but you've got to know as well that's gonna mess with everyone so I do you take comfort from that like knowing like okay I've like I feel like a little bit uneasy now but I know that everyone is also in like that same boat you know yeah, I mean, some people are better at that than others. I'm like, a lot of them are British. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, gonna... I should be because I'm from the wettest place in the whole world. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> so, I need to practice riding harder when it's wet and slippery. So. <laughs> right, right. And wh- what's your take on, like, the state of, like, women's downhill racing today? Like, what, how do you, how do you view I, it? It's so incredible. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm. I only stopped doing World Cup like 2015, but I still race all those girls at Crankworks and stuff. I just, yeah. I didn't really want to follow the World Cup circuit anymore just because it takes so much. It's everything you got for one thing, you know? And right. I like to, you know, like I ride all the different kinds of bikes and disciplines that it's yeah. kind of fun to mix it up a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm so, Rachel is so strong and so fierce and like, I always think she's kind of like Serena Williams, like mentally. Yeah when it's like the crunch time, like you need an ace to win and she'll just, she just mentally, performs. yeah, she's so good. And then mm-hmm. there's a couple up and com- coming girls and like Tracy Hanna is always a good one when it's mm-hmm. like adversities against her. And yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to watch women's downhill. Cause I'm like, Oh, I could do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I can't quite let go. Like I would be right there. Like the world this year. I was like, yeah, oh, I could like I was sick, but I was like that of all the uh, courses, that one would have been really, really yeah, good for me because yeah. it's like pedally and kind of just burmy and like, right. I don't know. And I was like, when I saw the results, I was like, oh my God, I should have go. Yeah. <laughs> so upset. You got some FOMO going on. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. I'm stoked on the people that did well. And yeah, I don't know. It's downhill such like a, it's not like a head to head event. So it's like quite nice to just, mm-hmm. you can still be friends with everybody and like, they all come from different backgrounds and it's impressive like what girls can are capable of on a bike like the speeds right. and the technical abilities and the jumps and everything it's come a long long way in yeah. the last five ten years yeah 
And I think this year, I mean, like certainly following like the World Cup series, I think this year was really good. Um, almost like just having, um, I mean, Rachel's been dominating the scene for the past couple of years. And then having this year where like she, you know, she had a couple injuries. I think it really, it was an opportunity for people to have like, to kind of step up the game and like, and um, and take advantage of that. And I think it like gave like a pretty good, um, I don't know, boost, I think. And, you know, it just, it just seemed that people were like taking advantage of that opportunity to, to excel and to get that top step. Um, we're like, essentially Queen Rachel was, <laughs> was on the bench for a couple of races, you know? <laughs> so it was, yeah. good to, it was good to watch, I think from, certainly as a, a spectator, I think, but um, I'm excited to see how things go next year, not like when she's back to full fitness as well. But, yeah, it kind of sucks for her from her standpoint because mm-hmm. she is that much better. Mm-hmm. See, I was like, it's not even fair to compete against her because of what she's got a full-time live-in personal trainer. She's got like a manager, a mechanic, yeah. a media guy, like a physio. I was like, yeah. I went, you know, I like went to my last World Cup solo with even by myself you know yeah yeah <laughs> I was like this is not a fair game to win but yeah she works so hard and like I don't know she's put herself out there and been through a lot of injuries and it sucks because it's just like waiting for someone to beat her like she's the best right. you know and yeah. I, I like love seeing the people like that'd be like Roger Federer just like getting smoked like I don't ever want to see that you know like, yeah. I just I yeah. love when Rachel's like on form and right you know it's like somebody like Tawny is like cool she beat her but I don't know I don't know. I don't really yeah. care. I don't really care for how her approach or how she like reacts to it. It sucks. It's like, yeah. Rachel's such a such a champion, you know. And it's yeah. like classy and I right. don't know. Right. I have my own theories, I suppose. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Miriam Nicole's just like cruisy, just like nothing gets her down, and yeah. it's cool to see her do well. Like I don't know. Everyone's got their own little personalities that they bring to the table, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's definitely been – I'm excited, hopefully, to see her, like, nice and strong next year again and, and watch her racing full fitness. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so, um, so you initially, like, went to school – I mean, you had already must have started your BMX career, but you went to school to do, like, um, to do art and design? Yeah. And so that's, I guess, your second passion, or, or where would you say they fall? Bikes and then art, or art and then <laughs> Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I had a hard time with doing art for money, like, for that to be my, like, I love design just about as much as anything, and, like, when I was a kid, I used to just trace letters and make little crazy, like, I don't know, I was, like, it was in me from the beginning, but yeah, I had an opportunity to turn pro for bikes, and I put everything, like, school got me to California, which was mm-hmm. sweet, and then my mm-hmm. biking just went exponentially through the roof, like, it's because awesome. it was sunny every day, yeah. and, like, there's good people to ride with, I was like, holy cow. Like, there's, like, no excuse to be it inside well it's just like because that's from washington it's like good here because we got like incredible terrain but it wasn't really the same mm-hmm. i don't know it's like i just got better like real quick yeah that's awesome <laughs> just, the passion was there because i was in school like 18 hours a day looking at a computer screen i was just like hating life and yeah i just wanted to give it a shot and yeah work, i'm glad it worked out <laughs> yeah it definitely paid off that's for sure <laughs> but you're i see like you're coming back to a lot of the art stuff now as well and um like working with like tasco mtv um, oh yeah yeah that's um that's really cool like doing the different designs with them and so do you feel you've now got like a nice blend of of the two like of the art and of the the bikes where you can enjoy both and not be um 
smothered by one or the other. Yeah. I mean, I only kind of do projects like when I want to do projects, which yeah. is dialed. And a lot of the times they're for my own person. Like I, like I actually really love designing the riding apparel. Like I've done Sombrio is my main sponsor and they're launching like a custom program, but we've got to do custom jerseys and fits. Awesome. And designs for the last like few years. And I've done every one of my jerseys in some way since I started pretty much. So I got to like either hand sew them by hand for change the fit or like, dang, you know, I got to do the Yeti jerseys when I was on Yeti, like design them from scratch. And then, nice. I don't know. I don't think I'm like the greatest designer, but I like to, I mean, I like to do it and it's kind of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. And then um, what, so what projects are you working on just now with art and with bikes? Are you, what are you racing and or where, is your, where are your goals? I, I mean, I just like today, I guess I just, submitted my colors for my hardtail pink pink colors nice <laughs> <laughs> i have like some a wrap place down the street that wraps my downhill bikes and changes the colors like that awesome and then just like put them together or change the stickers or yeah you know like modify like they have all these kinds of different materials and it's like some are reflective or like i don't know just kind of nerding out on yeah i like to have people help me like i don't like to just be like independent like i like to have a job, go do it, and then come mm -hmm. back. That's kind of just in how I work. I like lists and just take things off and just go, go through and then report back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's like that, and like I have a couple helmet design, like to modify some visors and test out some like different materials and the pads, and then you know, like got to do custom shoes um, with Shimano. Just like got to pick. Thing. I had to make a black one, and they made one just for me. Nice. <laughs> I don't know, but. We helped the, like we helped test and design the shoes and I don't know they're like random projects here and there which keeps it fun but yeah yeah I don't do as much like I don't know I just doodle and keep sketchbooks and random stuff that comes up and produce Instagram clips I don't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> well we love it so keep doing it okay <laughs> try and come up with some ideas yeah I get to make actually I get to make hopefully next year custom women's packs for Camelback and awesome. hopefully improve the bottles a little bit they're like really good now but like I have small frames and they don't fit on the bikes right right <laughs> so like there's got to be a solution that you can have a water bottle on your bike somehow <laughs> yeah absolutely so, I mean it's I 2017 know. so <laughs> Yeah, I got to design a pump track in the park across the street, or help design it and like be part of that project. So I mean, that's I like, awesome. Yeah, and there's so many kids that use it, and it's part of my like little community project list. But it's awesome, and that took a lot of work. And oh, I don't know, sure. things things come up here and there. It's not anything like I'm doing this design thing. It's like, oh, I have an idea. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And so, and as far as racing goes, do you have any um, races or events that you're training towards at the moment? Yeah, um, definitely the Crankworx World Tour is, like, the best thing ever for me. It's, like, all my favorite disciplines. I get to ride, like, four or five different bikes, and it's hard. Like, Oh, so you race, like, you race a bunch of different disciplines when you're there? It's a festival, so they have they have four stops around the world, and then they, like, they total your point, but they have, like, four or five events within each week. Right. So you're, like, each day you have a different discipline that you're racing. Nice. So you have to practice like qualify and then race and like all these events it's, it's hectic but yeah it's kind of tests your overall skill and then your mental yeah <laughs> fortitude like to like stay strong and then it's like comes down to crankworks at um whistler and it's like man pretty much everybody i know and you're like raining champ and it's like they put you on the gate at night at pump track and like 
I just hype it out. Yeah. Go to commercial breaks and leave you sitting there. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. It's like stressful, but it's like kind of my favorite. And then yeah. Try and just hit a bunch of um, U.S. events that are like the most bang for your buck. Like Sea Otter is such a good media event and right. like slalom, slalom's fun. And mm-hmm. and then at the end of the year, I'm going to train up pretty hard and test my hand at some EWSs, I think. So that'll nice. be fun. Another new discipline. <laughs> So, well, have you done any enduro before? Or? I've done like four or five. I did one yeah. like maybe a month ago okay. locally. It's pretty fun. It's yeah. like not really riding a hundred percent, which is weird, but <laughs> yeah, because you have to ma- manage your energy. Like you get to race, you pedal up and then race the downhills, but they're quite long days, so you have to kind of, and you don't know the trails really that well. Like you're just kind of, yeah, it's kind of just like trail riding on a new trail. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've ridden once, so it was fun. That's awesome. So yeah. are you, um, you're based up in Bellingham. Do you travel a lot? Like, do you, do you subscribe to the van life at all? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have a pretty yeah. sweet van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of van do you have? Tell us about that. Uh, I have like a sportsmobile sprinter van. That's like nice. gar- half garage, half like RV kind of style. Nice. It's literally been the best thing ever because you can just put your bikes in the back and go wherever you want. Do you travel for the winter time? Like, do you get out of the cold or good? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hate winter. I could yeah. just leave it behind. Like, I used to be super into snowboarding and all that, but like, yeah. I don't know. It kind of hurts my knee and I don't care. Like, I just want to be better at bikes. And right. every time I go snowboarding, I tend to like, I used to be like really sharp and on it. And now I just kind of cartwheel from time to yeah. time <laughs> like mess myself up. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. The, the risk isn't worth the reward then at times. I just think as a pro, I don't know, I'm, like, obsessed with bikes and being better, and I, like, hate losing so much that I will do whatever I can while I'm a pro athlete to just be at the top, you know, that's all I want to do is, like, yeah. improve and be better, and yeah, I have a list of things I'm working on at all times, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it's fun for me, I like to work hard, so. That's awesome, and do you have, like, what would you, what advice would you give, like, 15-year-old you? Like knowing like everything you know now and all the all the things you've you've learned and stuff, like what what advice would you give like fifteen year old you? I mean, I probably would have had coaches. Yeah. Like a little bit I would have yeah. used a little more science. Like I still don't really like I mean, Brent and I Brent's my husband, but he's a pro he's like one of the best in the world pro riders. We coach ourselves, but it's hard to say. Like I was just pretty raw. Like it would have been nice to have like a bit more knowledge younger on when I was younger. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it worked out, so can't really. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's anything else I want to ask you just now. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we before we take off? I mean, I could BS all day, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. hey, me too. I'm like, if you know, ask anyone I know that will tell you I love to talk (laughs) (laughs) but you're in the right business (laughs) right (laughs) well if you're ever down here in Vegas then you know like let me know and I definitely uh probably can't shred with you a bootleg but I can take you on some other cool trails around here that's for sure (laughs) yeah I'd love to see it lucky you in the summer in the sunshine every day (laughs) I know I was gonna say like this is the perfect place for like year-round riding I mean we get like obviously in the summertime you have to kind of get out a little bit earlier because it's pretty hot but um but we can be out all winter long so oh man that's a pay if, if you want to come out here and ride in like 
30 degree weather. Yeah. <laughs> White roots, like, I'm good. Know. You know what? I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'll come out for the wet roots or something in the summertime. That would be good. Uh, yeah. And the spring is primo up here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thought and, out. Um, yeah. We have like, uh, that's, I'm like born and raised in Scotland. And that was like one of the things like once I moved oh, yeah. to the U.S. or I moved straight to Vegas and having the sunshine like basically every day was uh I was like, I don't know how I can go back to like rain all the time. <laughs> it would be tough. Yeah, but, the high are were you from the Highlands or not? Um, like from the northeast of Scotland, so not too far away yeah. from everything, but um a little bit more like kinda of lowland area, but but close to um I grew up like doing other sports, so like I would we would hike and trail run and and stuff like that. Um but but now that I'm mountain biking, I, I definitely I definitely want to go back and, and try some of the trails out there because obviously we go to <laughs> William and stuff and um, not for the faint of heart though that's for sure. No, <laughs> it's it's super fun. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I'll say goodbye just now, but I want to thank you so much for chatting with me and um, and hopefully we can we can maybe catch up another time also. Yeah, best of luck with everything. Hope Thank to you, see you, you in too. person. <laughs> yes, that'll be good. <laughs> next time. Okay. Next time we'll be in person. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Chat soon. Bye. Bye. Man, she's so cool. I just want us to be friends and hang out all the time. Maybe I can make that work. I don't know. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. As always, subscribe on iTunes. And if you can leave me a five-star review, that would be sweet. Uh, check out more at fueltalk.co for updates and all the little extra bits too. That's all for today, but check in next time for more radness from this dirt life. Thanks again, guys, and as always, stay dirty, my friends.